1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
2: Haven't talked any Gopher football all week, so it's time to do that. And i like to check in and chat with a friend of the show, Andy Greeter, from the St. Paul Pioneer Press, and he's joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Coal Banker Hotline. Andy, how you been? I'm good. How are you, Lake? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, real quick, before we get into a Gopher football, uh, since the Elon Musk takeover, how many followers have you lost?
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I have no idea. Um, I, you know, I've, you know, I've been kind of around eleven thousand for a while, you know. Um, I just, I just, I think it's, I think it's funny that when we talk about free speech and then we talk about having to to pay for it, uh, I find that, I find that humorous. It doesn't sound very free to me if that's what we're going to do with blue check marks, but that's probably another conversation for another day.
2: Oh, I've already, Andy, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not paying. I'm sorry. I mean, look, I'm look. I'm not paying $8. I'm, I'm not no, I, no it's way. just just the principle of it. Forget about whether I have $8 or not, because I have Hulu TV. I have Netflix. I pay for all these different services. I'm sorry, man. I mean, Apple TV. I'm not paying you $8 just off of principle.
3: Well, right. It's, it's about the, the verification of if something is uh, representative of fact and accuracy and truth. Yep, and I think that's what it is when you have a blue check mark under the current status, the current structure, and then when you take away that structure, then you have a pay-for-play type of format. So you lose the the intention of of having it in the first place. So then it's just a matter of of status. And yeah, I'm with you. I'm not I'm not going to be paying for it if that's if that's where we go. With you. you can take away the blue check mark. And, yep. I'll keep tweeting, and that'll be the world we live in. But
2: uh, I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. Like, 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 we, me, and you are both in 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 the same, you know, I guess way of thinking, or at least I'm just assuming, just because I like you and and, and we get along quite fine. But you know, to me, at least, I'll just speak for myself. Money can't buy respect, and why should money be buying a checkmark? Like, it makes no sense to me.
3: Right? Yeah, I I completely agree. I think it's just it's just one of those things that. The world is kind of gotten twi- twisted and turned upside down of of what is true and what is accurate, and what is fact and what is fiction, and and unfortunately, it it seems like Twitter is is degrading into that kind of nebulous, uh, you know, weird world of, of what's what's up and what's down.
2: Yep, yep. Sad to see. All right, let's talk some Gopher football here, uh, and I won't be distracted by the Twitter conversation anymore. <laughs> the, the The Gophers had lost three consecutive games. After you know, really having a lot of momentum, you know, going into uh, the conference play, and they blow out Michigan State on the road. They lose to Purdue. They lose to Illinois. They lose to Penn State. And then every Gopher fan has officially hopped off the bandwagon. Then mm. last weekend they crush Rutgers, which I thought that they would win. I didn't think that they were going to shut out Rutgers thirty-one nothing. And now they go on the road to face Nebraska, uh, a program that's been struggling. Okay. And I think that right now, this is about as low as you're going to get with Nebraska football just because they're trying to figure some things out, who's going to be the next head coach and all of that stuff. But I feel like this Nebraska game is kind of a tricky situation there because Nebraska's trying to get respect. I know the Gophers are a program that's in better shape, and they're more highly thought of right now than Nebraska because of the drop-off in Nebraska historically. But I, yeah, I, I think that this is one that's going to be interesting come Saturday.
3: Yeah, I think so too. Um, you know, just looking at, at Mickey Joseph, who's the interim coach. You know, he's he's two and three uh, with the with the uh, Cornhuskers. You know, he's got wins over Rutgers and Indiana, which are probably the two two of the three worst teams in the Big Ten. So there's not a lot to say about that. You know, they had a lead against Illinois, which is looked at as the best team in the West. You know, they were up 9-6 to six there in that game, and then their quarterback went down. And I think that's really the, the key to Saturday is Casey Thompson, a, a Texas transfer, is, has uh, you know done some really good things. And he looks like he's got some nerve damage in his throwing hand, which is a really scary situation. It sounds like it might be something that he's dealt with before. Um, and that's why I think you see the line as, as big as it is with Gophers minus 16.
2: That's crazy. Um, which, is
3: a, which is a huge line, but I think when you look at, at their defense, Rucker or excuse me, Nebraska's defense has been a problem all year. Purdue had a hundred plays in their game. They gave up six hundred yards to Purdue. They gave up five hundred and something yards to Oklahoma. Uh, you know, Chase Brown and and Illinois were able to run the football against them. So I think that when you when you look at this team, when you take away their their quarterback, who's a difference maker, and you see the defense giving up yards by the by the mile, um, I think you can kind of explain why they why you have that spread. But then again, when you look at this Gophers team, what are they? You know, they don't have a downfield passing game. They rely heavily on Mo Ibrahim, and people are going to continually stack the box until they prove that they can throw over the top of that. The defense, I think, has kind of returned to form a little bit. Obviously, Rutgers' offense was atrocious, uh, but I think we kind of saw the, the midseason hiccup from them. So, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. It's a difficult place to play. It's one of the best environments in the Big Ten. They've had like 400 <laughs> consecutive sellouts in Lincoln. It's it's one of the best environments, uh, so it'll be challenging, but I, I do think the Gobers will be able to go in and, and take care of business and get a win.
2: You know, one of the interesting things about this matchup, and let me talk about Nebraska for a second, is that you know when we talk about sports, we know the psychological Mm -hmm. aspect of it all, right? Like whatever level you're playing at, whether it's high school, college, or professional ranks. But I think something significant happened at the beginning of the year with Nebraska football, and they were never able to recover. That first week when they played Northwestern, and they mm-hmm. had that collapse in the game. Because I was watching that game, right? It was like an early morning game. They were playing, uh, was it Ireland? I think they might have been playing over yeah, in Ireland. In and, yeah, in Dublin. And, and so so, I watched that collapse. And I was like, oh, boy. And, and from yeah. that point on, I mean, Frost mm-hmm. was coming into the season on the hot seat. The the seat got hotter after that. And they got him out of there quickly. But I think that psychologically, I don't think that Nebraska's de- defensively ever recovered from that. Because in the first half... You're like, "Oh wow, they they look pretty good." And then Northwestern yeah. uh, you know, there was some shaky things. I think they tried, they tried to like an onside kick that just was disastrous. I don't think they ever recovered yeah. from that.
3: And I think it was a continuation from last year. I think they lost six or seven one possession games and kind of once they got in close and tight situations late, they just wilted. And I think when when that happened when they were in Ireland, it, you kind of saw history repeating itself again. You know, and then they come home and they win a game, I forget who they play, and then they lost to Georgia Southern, uh, which is a team that they definitely should have beaten, uh, especially at home, and that was the end of of Scott Frost's tenure. It was a weird end for him. I remember seeing him at Big Ten Media Days on the street with his players just kind of walking around before they go in, and he throws in a big dip of chewing tobacco. It was just (laughs) kind of a weird kind of representation of, of of the state of Nebraska, and then he has his his media time uh, on the podium at Big Ten Media Days, where you literally have six or seven minutes to get up there and, and sell your program and talk about what you're doing and where you're going and what you believe in. And you got free advertising to be able to do it on Big Ten Network when you know that everyone's looking for some content on, on college football. And he just passed on that opportunity and just went to questions, which is so bizarre. I've never seen it. I've been to. Big Ten Media Days for seven or eight years in a row. And usually a, a coach will take that opportunity and, and talk about where they're at and what they what they believe in and, and sell and get on the recruiting trail, even if it's at a podium. And it was just a very bizarre thing to see him just say, no, nah, I'm good. And we found out he was far from good and, and far from okay with, with where he was. And, you know, I think it's interesting to, to see – what PJ has been able to do against Scott Frost, you know, he's in, in, and Nebraska, he's, he's four and one against them. You know, you look at the the history of the Cornhuskers program and what they've been before they came into the big 10 and, and the type of recruiting that they're still able to do and the type of dudes that they bring in there. And PJ is four and one against them and is on the verge of, you know, getting his fifth win, his first five wins against any program. And it's just, you know, it's, it's remarkable to see, what Nebraska football was and what they are now, and how they're in transition and and ripe for ripe for the taking uh, on Saturday, in my opinion.
2: Talking go for football with Andy Greeter from the Saint Paul Pioneer Press. He's joining us here on the late show on Newsok 830 three O WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter at Andy Greeter. He's got the blue check mark as of right now. He does. As of right now, he's not going to pay the eight dollars, and neither am I. Neither am I. All right, so. You know, last week phenomenal week for Mo again on the ground. Yeah. He was just I mean, right. sensational, right? 36 carries, 159 yards, three touchdowns, amazing passes Daryl Thompson. When we're talking about those um, the rushing touchdowns all that. But what did you make of Tanner Morgan's game against Rutgers?
3: Yeah, I thought it was very interesting to see how vanilla they were in the passing game. And I think it, you know, It's amazing to see how much they've dialed that back over the course of over this last month. And when you look at the numbers of how many times they've thrown over 20 yards over the last four games, I think they have completed four out of 15 passes and they have five interceptions. They have not had guys go up and win passes. They have not been able to have enough time. Tanner hasn't been able to put it on the right spot. So when you see those numbers, you can understand why they decided to complete or to to attempt, I think, one or maybe zero, depending on on where you looked at at that stat against Rutgers. And then you look at it and you're like, well, P.J. talked about how they've thrown their interceptions when they've gone deep. And you see the the way that the game played out and the fact that they're able to put together two touchdown drives that span – whatever it was, 17, 18 minutes in the first half and really eat it up, and you're up 14-0 and you don't really need to throw the rest of the game. And, and Kirk Shiraka talked about, you know, hey, we had a couple of shot plays, he called them, dialed up for the second half to, to go deep, and and they didn't have the coverage, so they checked out of them. So I think you saw a situation where they don't trust it enough, and you also saw a situation where they didn't need to do it to try to win the game. They already had it in hand against a Rutgers offense that is going in reverse. Uh, But I think you'll see a situation over these next four games, maybe not this week, maybe not next week against Northwestern, but likely against a stout Iowa defense in a rivalry game the following week again with Wisconsin, we are going to need to complete something downfield to win the game in a rivalry game. And we're going to need to see them be able to do it and not throw an interception and be able to get an explosive play and keep a drive alive and take something off of of Mo going forward. So they're able to get away with it now, but are they going to be able to get away with it at the end of November? That's really what we're going to, you know, be looking to see as this last month of the season goes.
2: How do you think it shakes out on Saturday? What do you think happens, Andy?
3: Yeah, I think, uh, I think the Gophers win by 10. You know, I think that they've got enough, uh, offensively with Mo to be able to run the ball. You know, I don't think that Nebraska's defense is very good. Uh, especially, uh, you know, on on either side, either run or pass. Uh, I think Casey Thompson, you know, it's been funny. The Gophers have been in a situation pretty much every single week where is the quarterback in the play? And Illinois and Purdue and Penn State, the starter played all, all of those games. Um, so we'll see if, if Casey Thompson is able to play. But if he's not, it seems like he's not. Uh, then I think the Gophers will will certainly be able to cover, not cover, but, but win by double digits.
2: Hey, Andy, always a pleasure, man, to chat and talk uh, Gopher football and just sports in general with you and blue check marks and all that good stuff. (laughs) Hey, man, uh, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right, sounds good. Take care. All right, that's Andy Greeter joining us here on the John Schuster
1: Caldwell Banker Hotline uh, talking Gopher football. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.